stories, teachings, and guidance. Welcome to the Women's Moon Wisdom Podcast with your host, Rebecca Rankin. Episode number two, how cyclical living changed my life. Now, cyclical living has honestly transformed my life, right? So that now I, I shift my, my daily habits. So like workflow, nutrition, mindset, movement, and exercise, all to be in alignment with each phase of my cycle, right? And so much so that it's just almost like in the flow, like it's literally like just kind of woven into the fabric of like my daily routine. They don't really have to think much about it. Um, but honestly, like it wasn't always like that. It literally has taken like many moons, um, literally, uh, to get into like this good rhythm of understanding like what my body needs and what like my body is craving in each phase and to have just like the, the wherewithal to like really lean into, um, a self-care routine that will like nourish my body throughout the cycle. Um, and I have been a, a yoga teacher and mindfulness leader for over 15 years at this point. And honestly, it wasn't until like more recent years that I really started to lean into cyclical living. So it actually was like when my second child, when my son was born, and um, I remember when my period came, I don't know, very shortly after the birth uh, of him. And I remember like these feelings like of just like being like burdened by having a period again. And I remember like kind of feeling like, oh man, like I'm exclusively breastfeeding and I'm not supposed to have my cycle yet. Like, and feeling just like totally inconvenienced by having my period again. And like, it was, I remember having these like really like dark, like negative self-talks just around, around it all. And, and that was like, for me, like a big, big red, red flag to kind of take a pause and turn that inward, right. Into an opportunity for a little bit of self-inquiry. And I remember like uh, some friends of mine, like over the years had leaned into cyclical living, right. And a lot of them were like, aligning their movement practices, um, with their own inner cycle. And I remember in that moment kind of being like, you know, maybe this is something that I need to look into. Maybe this is something that will actually like really nourish me and kind of get out of, because I, I know I'm not, you know, we're not supposed to have this like feeling of being burdened, right? That's like a big, you know, flag waving at us saying like, all right, this is something to to look at and change our perspective and change our relationship with our own self. And for me, like movement has, has always been like a part of just me. Like it helps me find stillness. You know, it helps me clear my mind and, and allow for focus. And it clicked for me. Right. Recalling all these conversations of, of my friends who had said like, you know, like dial in, dialing in your movement to match, not just like the week of your period, but like your entire cycle, like seeing that zoomed out perspective was huge. I mean, it brought this awareness of like, yeah, like our hormones are constantly shifting, right? We are cyclical. They're shifting. And with that, our self-care needs to shift. 
right? In order to support our, our cyclical nature, right? We're not kind of meant to live each day just the same as the previous day, right? And for me, honestly, cyclical living, like the entry point was movement, was just shifting my movement practices to match each phase of the cycle. Meaning like that week after my, my period ends, like that's when I would like feel just like I've got the energy, I've got the stamina to like do longer runs or maybe work on sprints or do more like power yoga and vinyasa yoga practices. Um, and then like honoring like those first two weeks is this time for like expansiveness and you know, doing more and challenging myself as far as movement goes. But then also knowing that like, because we are cyclical, there's like the other half of the equation too, like to bring us back into balance. So honoring that, like the, the last, you know, 10 days or so before a period and the period, my period as well, like that's the time to like, you're not going to be setting your, your PRs, right? That's the time where like, yeah, like maybe it's just about maintenance. Maybe it's about like just doing stuff that feels good and nourishing. And it's not about challenging yourself, right? It's about moving enough that you feel good in your body, but not so much that you're just like overexerting yourself. And in a, in a society that's kind of like, you know, the perpetually productiveness is like in your face, right? We should be going, 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 doing, doing, doing it takes a moment to like recalibrate to being in a cycle and to embracing the ebb and the flow of what that looks like. And honestly, movement for me was that entry point. The more I, I dove into like just cyclical living and like kind of honoring all these different aspects to like really align with each phase of my cycle. So meaning like shifting not only the way I move my body, but, um, the workflow, how I, I work, shifting my nutrition, shifting, you know, how I'm preparing food as well as just like the mindset shift. Like all of that to me was really overwhelming. Right. I, I, to be honest, I remember like reading different books by, um, like Alyssa Vitti and, and Dr. Viva Ram among so many other, um, women in this field and kind of being like, oh my gosh, like I, that's a lot. And you know, at the time, like when I started the practicing this, like I had two little ones and I'm like, how do I, how does that even happen? But I noticed then as I just like picked one thing, right? For me, I picked movement. I'm just going to dial in my movement to be in alignment with my phases, right? My follicular phase, ovulatory phase, luteal phase and my menstrual phase, right? I'm just going to align my movement, my exercise practices. Cause for me, like I said, movement has been like my go-to, right? That's just like, I mean, I've been a yoga asana teacher for over 15 years. So like, that's just my go-to um, self-care practice. And then like my next entry point, my next way in to kind of dive a little bit deeper when I was ready was shifting how I worked. And, you know, I'm a, a entrepreneur, small business owner. So then it was just like, all right, like all these things need to get done within a month. And some of them, yes, have more priorities than others, but me, I'm, you know, I'm privileged enough to that I, I am my own boss, so I can like arrange my workflow to be in alignment with like taking advantage of like my, my hormonal 
strengths. So like saving times for like big picture stuff, like, you know, let's say doing batch content for like social media or even just like any sort of like newsletter batch content, saving that for like my waxing moon phase or my follicular phase, like that week after my period when I can like see more clearly and I can like see the bigger picture and have these great dreams and visions and see what I want to like bring forward in the coming weeks. And then like shifting like the more like admin, like task oriented, like detail oriented stuff for when my like brain chemistry can like honor that, which would be my luteal phase, right? Our, our waning moon phase, right? The kind of week to 10 days leading up to our next period. Like that's a great time to like get stuff done, do task oriented things to honor that aspect of ourselves. And when I like started to dial in, you know, the workflow and the movement in a way, other things just kind of like fell into place. Of course, like it, you know, it, it took some navigating, especially like around like nutrition, like what I eat and, and how I prepare it. Like, and that like took a little bit of organizing because honestly, I was also dealing with, you know, organizing it, how in relationship to my family, right? It wasn't just me. I also had to organize like, all right, like, what does this look like as I prepare it? And the biggest take of it all is that it's fluid, right? All of this like cyclical living, you know, the zoomed out thing is that you, you learn to see the bigger picture, zoom out and like go with the flow, become a little bit more body literate, right? Get to know your body in a way that you know what's going to like nourish it. Get to know like what your hormonal strengths are so that you can just kind of like kind of shift your perspective to be in alignment with it. And it's not this like, oh, I can't eat this during this phase. No, end all be all. Of course not. It's giving yourself like the, the room to be where you're at and honoring yourself along the way. And when I began to really lean into like kind of these generalized, if you will, like mindset shifts that like happen with like that specific biochemistry during each phase, that just gave me room to give myself grace, right? It gave me the space to just give myself a little bit more grace around like being human, right? Giving myself, myself permission to be cyclical. And the mindset shifts like were huge, like for me to really allow myself to see these strengths, it was like having this aha moment. Oh, I see it now. I see how this has played out in my life and how I've either been working against it or working with it. And most likely for myself, at least, like it wasn't until like learning about the hormonal strengths of each phase that I realized how often I was like, I was trying to, you know, go against the grain of my own like biochemistry. So like a great example in your luteal phase. So this is the like seven to 10 days or so like before your next period, your premenstrual phase. This is when like you'll have this like surge of progesterone, but then like your levels of progesterone, your estrogen, testosterone, they all start to wane. Right? And so with this like waning of these hormones, what's great is that like you are like have this like innate 
like sense of like wanting to get things done. I have a little more detail oriented. It's like when for me, like probably the only time in the month that I am like stoked to do like deep cleaning or like clearing out my closet or finding stuff to give to donation. Like this is my time to like, to do that, like just detail, like check things off the to-do list. And I recall like my husband and I were like going for a walk with the kids. It was winter. And he was like asking me some like topics that were like more like bigger picture, like things and uh, uh, about our business and saying like, Oh, well, like, can you look at it this way? What if we did this? And I kept like asking him these like very like super specific, like detail oriented questions of like, well, if we do that, then X, Y, Z needs to get done. And if we do that approach, then, you know, uh, we'll need to do like, and I was just getting hyper-focused on this like really minute detail of, of these ideas of his. And he you know, took a pause and was like, well, that's great, but why are you like so focused on the details? Like, can't you see this like bigger picture? And I remember like kind of like chuckling to myself and like explaining to him, he's on board with all like my cyclical living aspects. But I remember saying to him, like, honestly, it's really hard for me to see the bigger picture right now. I can only really tune into like these like detail stuff. So I was like, so let's like have this conversation in two weeks, right? Let's have this conversation in two weeks when I'm like better equipped to like see the whole big picture. Right. Cause right now I'm just going to like be task oriented and see the picture of like how to get things done. And honestly, like we did revisit the conversation a few weeks later and lo and behold, I was able to actually like have the energy and the capacity to take a step back and look at it a little bit bigger picture. And I think that was like a really like eye opening even for my husband to kind of see like, Oh, like I, now understand what she is talking about as far as like, you know, it, like a real life example of like how this plays out. And, you know, and we do have to find that way to navigate each other, right? We're, we're not living in a vacuum. We can't just like gear everything around our, our cycle, but you learn to like lean into those strengths. So in that moment, like I was leaning into like super detail, like task oriented um, thinking, while he was like big picture thinking, and while it actually created a little bit of like, you know, a little friction in the conversation, like I had the ability then to say, you know what, this, we don't, we're not in a rush about this idea. Like, let's revisit this in a couple of weeks when I'm like able to, to have it. We know that these detail oriented things are still important, but like, let's look at it in a few weeks when I can see the bigger picture, when I'm more open to new things. And that was like a really, like a big, I think, eye-opener for both of us, right? In navigating, all right, like, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like to be in flow with your cycle, right? To be aware of those hormonal things. I think prior to that, I probably would have like beat myself up over or like been so stubborn in it. And, you know, so it's nice to know these strengths like in navigating life with others, cyclical living like it's, it's just it's like this missing piece that none of us were probably ever taught I recall back to like when I first started having 
a period right when I first started being cyclical and like you could go through like that middle school and I was like seventh grade or something that awkward like sex ed class where you talk a little bit about like your menstrual cycle and then it's you know everyone's like feels so embarrassed and there's like so much shame and like it's like this hush undertone of like, yeah, you know, we don't really talk about this. And, um, and it's more like presented at this, like, Oh, it's this inconvenience. All right, there you go. And it's not like, can you imagine like if our younger selves were like taught from the get go of like these cyclical strengths, like these hormonal advantages that you have each phase, like each week, you have these other, like, tools to work with each phase through your biochemistry. That would be so empowering. The conversation would be completely different. And in upcoming episodes, we I am going to like dive into like each phase and want to talk about just like the mindset shifts that like go along with each phase. But, but for now, just like think of that as this way of like, wow, that would be really empowering. It is really empowering to be cyclical. Hormonal isn't a bad thing. So next time someone calls you, or you're just being hormonal, be like, yes, I am. Well, that's all I have for you guys. Um, enjoy, and I will talk to you guys all in the next episode.